All right, ready? Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Not Quite Cinema. We're here today to talk to movies and shows that grab our eyes, turn off our brains, and make a few folks out there say, That's not quite that cinema. That is not quite cinema. It's not quite cinema. And yeah. boy, are they right. After this last week of movies, okay. I have to say, Jeremy, I think they're, they're on to something after Thor Love and Thunder. Okay. We're here to talk Thor Love and Thunder, and Jeremy's going to give us a little review on Miss Marvel. I saw that she had a, a cruise ad. That's pretty cool. <laughs> pretty cool, yeah. Good, good, good for good for Miss Marvel, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The Mar- Marvel universe is turning into a, a huge advertisement, and I love it. I think I think what we're actually seeing is that like the Marvel universe, instead of growing up with the audience that it kind of started with, it's just kind of staying down at the same level and then going a little further down. Yeah, I'm gonna have to agree with you on that one, Jeremy. We've been saying this since um the Batman came out. Yeah, pretty well. Back in well, back in well. March. We were saying DC's taking a hold of it, and it's not just DC blowing Marvel out of the water. No. It's Marvel sinking down further and further with a rope or with a rock tied to their Because I mean, ankle. they're they're just like freeing up the demographic, the kind of movies that we want. Yeah, which is Batman esque movies. Yes. Like, I want more adult, quote unquote. It adult is. It is content. very much like that, Jeremy. I gotta yeah. say that. Uh, Feige is making these movies. It's similar to what Star Wars fans went through with the prequels when they came out, where the movies are are made for a demographic, and that demographic doesn't change even as time goes on. Yeah. So you and I, ten years ago or twelve years ago, right? What were we? We were uh, like ten years old, nine 12 years ago. Yeah. yeah, ten years old. Ten years old, and we're like, Ooh, Iron Man, woo, woo, oh my god. <laughs> okay, but to be fair. Objectively, when I watch those movies now, they're good. They're still they're, good. They're still but really th- good. They kind of formed your taste, you know. You know That's what I mean? Fair, they yeah. did form like what kind of movies you like, the kind of things you look for in movies. But as culture changes and as everything goes on, what demographics look for changes, but the demographic itself does not change. So Disney sees that, and they're going very campy. They're going very comedic. They're going very lighthearted. You know, I think campy is definitely the right way to describe campy. Where we're very, very, right campy. Now. <laughs> very incredibly campy. Um, so let's let's start moving into uh, the certain aspects of the film. Uh, I think I, I want to start on a, a few things here, Jeremy. Uh-huh. Uh, let's start. <laughs> I want to start with the writing because I had a I had a problem with the writing. Okay. Okay. Go on. Uh, from what I hear, there were whole sequences and planets and so many things cut out of the film from what Natalie Portman had said. Mm. And I feel that what was put into the movie was then taken apart and put back together in order to fit that below two hour, like runtime that we got. Exactly and I feel like two the, hour, yeah. the writing might've been superb pre-production, yeah. but post-production that writing was torn to shreds and it very much shown through when you get these lines and you get like constant comedic deliveries and constant comedic deliveries it felt like so much drama and so much emotion was taken out of the film in favor of having that lighthearted feel yeah i mean definitely thor ragnarok had this more balanced feel to where i was getting plenty of comedy and it was blended so well with the seriousness of it but the only time i really feel any kind of stake or seriousness to this movie is when gore's on screen or gore, we're yeah. discussing gore. Yeah. Also, that's kind of <laughs> it. Gore, fantastic villain, but Marvel has to do better than just showing the villain on screen and then having him say his motivation. Yeah. The very the movie yeah. begins with <laughs> gore killing a god with a sword, yeah. with, with the uh necromancer sword, right? Necro sword? Uh, necro sword. The necro yeah. sword. Yeah. And then he says, "I believe all go- gods must die." And I'm like, "Okay. 
You could have shown me, to be honest. I I, I, I liked that intro. I, I mean, the intro I was did. good, but show don't tell. You know what I mean? I, I mean, don't I guess want so. to be told gore is going to kill all gods. That, that, it's like moments like that that make me feel, feel that Marvel thinks I'm an actual 10 to 13-year-old watching <laughs> yeah. this movie. I was going to say earlier, yeah, it just, you know, I felt like they're not, they, they didn't treat us like we were stupid when we were watching it when we were 10 or something. Or yeah. Something like, like I clearly saw Iron Man's character fleshed out and he didn't need to yeah. sit there and be like, I am a genius, you mm-hmm. know. Um, what I'm going to do here is have several struggles. I'm never going to be able to figure out this kind of balance between my real you life and that. this new life that I have to make come to terms with. But and there like, probably is a moment in the early MCU where the villain <laughs> just probably says, I want the arc reactor or something like that. But I, I feel mean, like even, Okay, not to give Ivan in Iron Man 2 any kind of credit, but like I don't think he ever said anything like that. Like I don't think he ever just said. Oh, you know, it's like, no, you're so right. Give me the arc reactor. Stuff. He just walked like, up to Tony Stark and wanted the smoke. Yeah. That's it. He's <laughs> he like, started, I'm going to kill this man. He just started whipping. <laughs> and, it, and it wasn't revealed until later on that he had like some sort of backdoor plan. Yeah. With but I, I but mean, let's say on track with Thor, Love and Thunder right here. Yeah. I, I really, I liked uh, Gore a lot. Yeah. But I definitely think that that intro could be improved hot, in yeah. one way. What? The intro, I probably, oh, yeah. probably could be improved in one way mm-hmm. where it was just like, I will make this vow. And then it just cuts away. And then when we get to see, you know, Thor with the Guardians and he sees all these gods murdered, mm-hmm. we can kind of surmise for ourselves like, oh, yeah, okay. So he just said, fuck, fuck all these gods, man. I'm, yeah. I'm not down with it. Like, We get it. I, mean, I think that definitely would have made it a little more, like, I, I like it a lot more when a movie's going to depend on me to figure it out for myself. Yes. Like, rather That's than part of the movie going experience. Speak it to me, you know. You're intaking a story and yeah. you're working it out in your own head. Yeah, but I, to it. I definitely agree that the the comedy was a little overbearing. I don't think it was overwhelming, but it was overbearing at I different times. It was for really sure really overwhelming. Yeah, I mean, I, like I think that Marvel's kind of getting away from this. You know, here's the here's the tone, mm-hmm. which is a lot of the reason we like the MCU is that tonally it's somewhat the same. Yeah, like we have been getting kind of tired of formula, but that doesn't like tonally we're talking about quality in terms like tonal quality rather than like every movie being the same having the same kind of plot yeah and i think they're kind of trying to combat that with letting directors take the movie and do what they want with yeah. it like this is very much a taika waititi film you know multiverse of madness was very much a sam raimi film like absolutely in both the best and the worst ways <laughs> so <laughs> that that becomes a an, a topic that i want to get into so with the writing I think that was my, my biggest issue was writing mm. where, uh, or maybe I'm thinking more story, but it, it was that aspect really kind of hurt my viewing experience of the film. Yeah. But you didn't think it was that big of an issue. So, uh, but I wanted to move into how this shift Marvel has had into giving like, uh, the directors more, more, uh, control over the story and more influence over the tone yeah. and aesthetic of these films. But it feels like, I don't know if there's a correlation in uh, with Marvel getting weaker in the kind of content they're putting out and handing over the reins to these individualistic directors. I think that's what it is. You think that's what it is? I mean, because uh, like previously, I always got kind of this vibe that and I mean, I was going to mention Chloe Zhao and Internals is mm-hmm. another example of that. But, you know, I, I just got to say that. Previously, I felt like Kevin Feige was there all the time. Yes. He was kind of helping guide these directors and helping guide the vision of the MCU. And mm-hmm. now it does kind of feel like, even though he's involved, 
he's a lot more hands off kind of on set. I have no nothing mm-hmm. like to support that, but that's what it feels like that you know he's kind of letting the story develop Jeremy, itself now. I think that's I think what it feels like is what it is yeah. because we are <laughs> seeing it on happen on screen. We're like <laughs> yeah. this did not happen five years ago. No, no way did this happen. <laughs> like there were literal like create like so many people walking away from Marvel films due to creative differences. Yeah, like Edgar Wright with Ant Man. You know. Yeah. Edgar Wright is a very stylistic director as well, yeah. and I still want to see a movie he would make with Ant-Man, whatever. <laughs> but it's that fact that like that this has happened in the past. P- like directors have tried to have control over a Marvel film, and it hasn't didn't, exactly worked out. But didn't we've that seen this with shit. Patty Jenkins too. What did we say? Didn't that happen with Patty Jenkins too? Uh, with with the Warner Thor in the Dark World. Patty Jenkins. Did she do? I was pretty sure she was supposed to direct that, and that's why oh, Natalie Portman I had think so you're many right. had so many issues. I don't know I why she walked right. away, but. It might have also been creative differences. No, I but think that's you're a, right. That's a good point. I think Patty Jenkins was supposed to do it. Yeah, and then I don't, I don't remember at all who took over. <laughs> yeah, who knows? No who clue. even knows? That was the worst one. So <laughs> now, I mean, we're seeing this shift in dropping quality of content, but you're good again. <laughs> but I think what we're also me. seeing, Jeremy, yeah. is a shift from cinema, yeah, to streaming. Yeah, we are getting. Uh, let me tell you the stat right here. We are we have gotten more content in Phase Four yeah. than all three previous phases put together in terms of hour or watch time yeah. and hours watched. Yeah. You know, we are dealing with about forty-two hours of content. To be honest, I would also say in the time span that we've got it in two years. Oh, absolutely. COVID Phase Four. I, COVID totally pushed everything back, <laughs> yeah. and I bet Disney didn't want to move what they had it planned just, up right now. Said, Okay, we've got like a million projects. Let's yeah. get them all out. Get them all out. They're, they're like, get I'm Black like, Widow oh out. God, get man. get these three shows out. Get, get this next movie out. Get She-Hulk out. Don't finish this CGI. Keep I kind it of, going. I kind of enjoyed Black Widow. I gotta be honest. Well, if you enjoyed it or not, it doesn't like yeah, matter no, I, in, in terms I, of... I know what you're talking they about. They are though. just <laughs> overloading the system when it comes to this right now. Yeah, they they are. are trying to make every single piece of content. And I remember back in the day, Jeremy, yeah. tell me if you remember this. When we were youngins, we would literally beg for like a superhero like a new superhero to come out yeah now it feels like we're getting a new one every new piece of content that comes out and it feels overwhelming i'm like i don't I feel know like i feel like i should with. well this is not like i feel like i should be thankful for that but at the same time it like, doesn't even let you connect to each i one. saw i saw this meme on facebook the other day and i think right, you sent me a, okay <laughs> i am on facebook yeah but like I, I think you sent me a screenshot of my sister sent me a screenshot of the comment under it too. It was li- or I sent you a screenshot of it. Oh yeah. It was it was literally it was literally a meme saying like it was that that Jim from the Office meme where he's pointing at the whiteboard and yeah. then like got the look on his face in the next shot mm-hmm. and it was something like <laughs> it was something like criticizing it for you know not meeting your expectation and then the bottom one where he's like looking all smug and stuff it's just like. Just turn your brain off and, and enjoy what it is. Like, no, no dude, I'm, I want it to be dead. good. Like, that is you, brain that, why do I have to go brain dead I'm to so, enjoy it? If you listen to the <laughs> intro of this about? show, if you listen to the intro of this show, I literally say <laughs> where we turn off our brains. And I'm not being serious when I say that. Jerry and I are actual lovers of film. Satire, we are making bro. fun <laughs> of people like that yeah. is the thing. These are just popcorn flicks. We enjoy watching them because we're fans, right? <laughs> yeah. But it's the idea that people are actually out there thinking like that. Yeah. I had someone, I had someone like, it is 
uh, obviously extremely rare for someone to ever talk about this like, like this podcast to me in public mm-hmm. but i had someone ask me about it one of my friends and he was like it's like yeah you know i got to agree with that you know intro that you guys are talking about like you know sometimes you just got to sit there and enjoy i'm like no, we're making fun uh, of it, bro. That's satire. I'm sorry, but we are making fun of it just <laughs> a tiny bit. Yeah. So, like, like, all right. <laughs> don't get us wrong. Like, we we love we love the MCU. We grew up with it. We just want to see it done. We really like looking well. at it through the through the lens of like cinema lovers and movie lovers. Sure. You know, yeah. not ten year olds who no. just go to the movies and have everything have all like, their snacks paid for like, by their mom and dad. My God. Like, I love it. Oh my God, like we act, we do love like going to the movies. We do love seeing like what people are capable of in terms of being storytellers. We do not turn off our brain for my one God. second. God, Valkyrie, no, is, is that a speaker? Yeah. Oh my God. All right. <laughs> there, there are very many moments. Let's get back to Thor: Eleven Thunder. To be fair, I thought that moment was kind of funny. Which one? The one with the speaker. Oh yeah, I thought that was kind of funny. Where she was like bobbing her head. I was like, I I didn't. I'll say this. Did you turn off her brain? Uh, for a second there, <laughs> for a bit. but we can we it. can. Uh, do you want to you want to move into what next? I wanted I, I wanted to move into um like a plot synopsis and plot. go over how much we, <laughs> like we enjoyed if it was compelling if it made sense. Okay, I'll give a brief plot synopsis. Go here. ahead, Jeremy. Okay, so obviously we discussed we start immediately with Gore's backstory. Mm-hmm. We get the whole shebang in like three minutes. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, he gets Necrosword and presumably he goes into the background, does what he does. Yeah. Um, we kind of briefly check in with, um, Valkyrie at some point, um, just like how it's going in Asgard. Yeah, new it's, Asgard uh, is like, now a tourist attraction. Yeah, it's a tourist attraction. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, kinda. Uh, and I, uh, you know, that felt very like dipping my toe in the water of, what the boys reality is too yeah a little bit it's, but um, and what the boys does is dip their toes in the reality of the world yeah <laughs> but um if you're on yeah, earth you gotta we, try to make money that's it true um but yeah we we immediately pick up with thor he's with the guardians he's having lots of fun like back but you know he's he's definitely getting a little it seems He's getting a little too comfy, mm-hmm. and I think that's more displayed by what the Guardians are looking like. Yeah. They're just like, oh, my God, this guy again. But, um, yeah, I mean, he's just kind of, I don't know. It's weird. He's kind of self-absorbed again yeah. a little bit, um, but eventually gets kind of called away because he gets they're getting all these alerts that a bunch of these gods are dead. Yeah. Um, Got to be honest, I walked out of the theater to get a drink for, oh, uh, for like the next five minutes of the film. Hey, I'll take I... over from there, Jerry. Yeah, go ahead. So what happens is <laughs> Thor is like self-absorbed again, and he's no longer humble. He's a really big, powerful man, mm-hmm. uh, God, and he finds out they're killing gods. Uh, then Gore comes to to Asgard, or is, what comes first, Omnipotent City? No, no, it's definitely Asgard first. Yeah, Gore comes to Asgard, and, he's, and he takes all these children, the, As- the Asgardian children, and then they have to formulate a plan, and this is where everything kind of feels it, like it goes really in every direction. Uh, we, you get a floating head that's the most terrible CGI. You've probably seen a screenshot on Twitter of it. Oh, the, the floating, of Axel? Yeah, of Axel. It's, just a, <laughs> it's very, very poor, and Disney should pay the VFX artist if they actually don't want to be made fun of online. Also, um, I will say this. I liked Natalie Portman's story. Yeah. I didn't love how it was acted, but I liked her story. She, like she, Natalie Portman very true is a fantastic comics. actor. She is. But comedy is not her forte. Mm. I can't say that, that Natalie Portman gives off amazing... No. Comedic vibes. Can't say that she does. There are a lot of <laughs> moments that are meant to be comedic, and the way it's played by Natalie Portman 
doesn't feel like the scene's being played to full comedic potential. Mm-mm. So, well, I wouldn't even say that. Just that it's not good comedic potential. <laughs> well, not agree like, to disagree in the way. We I mean, put that, I Jeremy. just, I just every time that like, cause I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed King Valkyrie a lot with her humorous moments. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed Thor a lot with his humorous moments. Yeah, I enjoyed Korg a lot. I even enjoyed Russell Crowe as Zeus with yeah. his humorous moments. But I mean, I don't know. Just every time, like I. Like, it, it's part of her character that she's a little awkward in her new role, mm-hmm. like, as the Mighty Thor. Yeah. But it still just is weird. I think it brings the scene down for me sometimes. I'm like... It is what it is. But anyway, my, my, Gore my. does his thing, takes the children. They have to find the children. They go to the uh, omnipotent city. It's full of all these celestials and gods. Mm-hmm. Thor begs for Zeus's help. Zeus refuses. Thor kills, quote-unquote, Zeus. True. Takes the lightning bolt. Yep. They leave. Uh yeah, so they leave. Yeah, um, take it over. I guess I didn't miss as much because I remember seeing Omnipotent City. Yeah, city, but, um, yeah. Um, they they left. Uh, they went back, or no, they traveled to, um, the Shadow Realm, yep. which is where they had found out that Gore's hiding. Yep. Um, <laughs> the children are gone. I know. <laughs> yeah, this um, movie became about killing gods to yeah. a like kidnap story very quick. True, but I mean, at the core, it's still about killing gods. Because, like, it, the point of him having the children there and them not being there was to lure Stormbreaker there. Because mm-hmm. what we find out is that he's trying to reach eternity, yeah. which is basically where he can make make a wish. And the wish was going to be that all gods die. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, every single god, anything labeled as a god, would die in reality. So, I mean, he needed the Bifrost to do that, and Stormbreaker has the Bifrost. So. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was kind of interesting, but uh, they get sent back to new Asgard because, like, like, Gorgeous grabs it. He's like, bye. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But after that, they travel back. Like, I didn't know this was something that the... um, so so through this whole thing, you, we do get that storyline of Jane has cancer. Yep. And, you know, the, the hammer is both healing her and killing her at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then eventually... Thor's just like, no, you have to stay here, get treatment. Like, if you use this hammer again, you're going to die. So, you know, he takes the lightning bolt and he teleports. (laughs) I didn't know that. No, that happens. Yeah, that that happens. Yep. Was that a thing before that moment? No. (laughs) I don't think they said anything about that. No, that was not a thing. No. (laughs) I mean, I'll I'll accept it, but. It is what it is. So basically, and then he empowers the children. He gets gets to the Hall of Eternity. He empowers the children that are there as hostages to fight Gore with whatever they have, like pieces of rock. Like one of the kids has a bunny or something, and you know they're they're fighting all these shadow monsters that um, Gore can create. And uh, (laughs) Natalie Portman shows up, and she's like, "Oh no, I've used the hammer again." Whoops. Dead. Yeah, and she 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 does die at the end of the film, which uh mm, eh. It was it was We got a new character though, post credit scene. Hercules, we another did. one. Oh yeah. Oh my god, bro, <laughs> I can't have another character. Yes, father. I don't know who the main <laughs> cast is of the MCU anymore. There isn't one. There is no main cast. No. There's no main person anymore. What does Avengers five look like to you, Ben? The most Jackson Pollock piece of a movie of all time. It is just going to be splatter across the frame. 100%. Throw everyone on there and see who they fight. 
gonna be all quips, bro. <laughs> don't even, don't joke about that. That's not it's, funny. It's not a joke. It's gonna be Secret Wars. Scroll are gonna be there. Spider Man doesn't come back. He's Morbius. Who knows? Maybe DC comes in at one point. More billion. We are just. It is getting uncontrollable. We can't have a new character introduced every film, every 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 every, every especially when the characters. We're not. It's not a balance of anything. It's not like we're losing a character, gaining a character. We just keep gaining and gaining and gaining and hey, gaining. Hey, Doc. Don't know why I'm here. Thinking has something to do, do with Spider Man. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, jeez. That's not MCU, but yeah. <laughs> it, it's. Would I be shocked if they brought in Morbius? Oh my God, that would be sick. Uh, not really. I, I would wouldn't be that so shocked. Much. That would be the last MCU movie I ever see, but it would be <laughs> sublime. To just see Dr. Michael Morbius come up and, like, interact with, like, Paul Rudd, Ant-Man or something. He's like, so you're an ant? And then he says, like, he says something about blood. I don't know. He makes some stupid pun about blood, and and then that's it. And then that is the end of the MCU. I use temporary blood to survive. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that that would that would be the ultimate end. But um, what category you wanna you wanna jump at next? Um, we kind of <laughs> tackled acting and story, right? Yeah, there. we kind of did. Do you wanna uh, go? You wanna go for characters? How'd you like the character work in this one? Character work was all the work, just because I feel like Taika Waititi really knows how to make people very unique within his films. Sure, I think the character work for for Jane was pretty good. Yes. Um, Jane, even, everyone, even though it wasn't acting It didn't feel well. like anyone was necessarily a uh, minute character. Everyone kind of no. played a role. Yeah. And, I, and I enjoyed not feeling like every time someone was speaking, I was like wasting my time. You know? True. That, True. Jurassic World did that a lot. A lot. A lot with yeah. so many things. And I, I feel like I've gotten that with a lot of films where people just come on screen, they talk, you don't, they contribute nothing to the story except to be like a comedic yeah. relief or uh a catalyst for drama or something for the story. Yeah. Like a lot of the, the characters in this film have a purpose. Korg, uh, what's the weasel's name? The little oh, like, weasel creature. That's the little weasel creature. Yeah, he's like wearing a suit in this one. What's his name? What are you talking about? He, he's like a little rat guy and he has like knives. He was in Ragnarok. He was a little guy. He has knives and a little Bro, rat Bro, you know who I'm talking about. I don't think I do. A little rat guy? He was in, he, he was Korg. You cannot. Okay. He, was, he was in... I'm gonna search. Up. Are you talking about Meek? Meek. Meek's not a rat. What is he? He's like an. He's alien like an creature. alien creature. <laughs> yeah, but he looks like a little. He does not look like a rat. He looks. Oh, like you're an lying alien. to me. He doesn't look like a rat. Give me a break. I mean, maybe I'm not analyzing the way he looks. Oh no, he does. Or... What am I talking about? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm imagining like, like whiskers on him and stuff. Are though. you looking? Are you imagining? You're like morphing him and Rocket Raccoon. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, like, a little centipede like looking thing. We get like a two second. <laughs> From me. Oh, that is so funny! <laughs> it's so he he's like writing on the board, and whatever. And people are like, "What are you? What are you doing?" But like, Easter egg, like, actually, he's actually writing out the entire event or all the events of the film. He is, yeah. Which, he's, which it's is just, cool. he's storyboarding. But love the character work in that. That is probably my favorite. It's probably like an eight point five out of ten for me. The character work. Uh, is there anything that you want to note next? Um, no, not really. No. To be honest, it, it was it was really just like. Any complaints you had? Jeremy liked this film a lot more than me. Just saying. Not to say I liked it as much, but yeah, I mean, it it really, like, I think my last criticism would just be I wish there was... (laughs) 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 
<laughs> I don't know if you guys can hear that. Ahead, but ben, Ben's, Ben's going like... <laughs> Sorry to everyone I kind of made. Um, but um, yeah, my biggest complaint I think left that we haven't talked about is I wish Gore had gotten more screen time. Like I... I think I was missing a more villainous presence in this movie, which is why it maybe felt a little unserious and and not really filled with stakes. Like that was that was I think my biggest issue. I didn't get enough gore, I didn't get enough seriousness. And Christian Bale was pretty great, like always. I mean, truly. He he kinda he kinda did it. I'm a little okay. Freaking me out. You wanna you you wanna do scores, Ben? Oh boy, do I. <laughs> um First of all, I just want to say, I think you gave this movie a ridiculous score. I was harsh on it for good reason, okay? Uh, I'm giving this film, this movie, a 5.7 out of 10. A five, that, is, that is totally respectable. Boo. That is totally respectable. How about you telling me your score, Jeremy? 7.3? That's harsh enough. Boo this man. Everyone boo this man. That's harsh enough. Boo this man. 7.3? <laughs> not a good... I mean, I would say... I mean, when, when people ask me what I thought about it... Uh-huh. Like, I mean, I work at a theater, so I'm not going to tell them it's absolute shit before they're going to see the movie. But I'm definitely like, I'm like, I thought it was good, but not like great. Like, I thought it was okay. You know, like it got you gave it a good score, me. though. Yeah, that's good. Like 7.3 for me is like right there at good. No, but okay and good are not the same thing. True. Okay is more like six for me. Yeah. But like, yeah, it was, it was, it was a good movie. I, I thought it was I thought it was good. Not great. That's that's really good, not great. Yeah, that's that's really about it. I thought it was a movie. <laughs> That's what you always say when you get so like five, because it's like five you go in with. A five. I I go in with a five. Yeah. I like I've told this. I've said this so many times. If I am willing enough to go into a theater to see the movie, I'm already intrigued. Yeah. So a five is a baseline score. Anything thereafter, up or down, is yeah. up or down. Yeah. Exactly. That's. I think that's valid. I can't valid. even remember what I gave Jurassic World, but I guarantee you was not low enough. Oh, you, I. <laughs> I think you gave it like a three point. Yeah, I, I should have given it like a one point four. What am I talking about? Huh? I should have given Jurassic World, like Dominion or whatever, like a, a one point four. I, I mean, honestly, we probably could have been harsher scoring that movie because it was definitely just like. Do not stuff. go see Jurassic World. Do not buy it. Do not rent it. Do it's not, not support worth it. it. I mean, I mean, you know, it's gonna make money because it's a franchise movie. Yeah. But like, yeah, <laughs> it's it's just like it has Pratt in it. Don't call him. But yeah, no. Um, there were I think literally one shot, one scene in that movie that was good. For yeah. Me. Now we're just talking about Jurassic World. Yeah. Well, I mean, we've kind of fin- we've kind of finished up with the living Love in and our minds run free. That yeah. Movie. You, you gave it a five point seven. I gave it a seven point three. That's our review. Yeah. Of Thor Eleven. Do you want to give us a review of a uh, Miss Marvel? Miss Marvel. I've I heard a be, lot of things on TikTok. I would be. Happy. I saw. I saw the end credit scene when it got um posted on TikTok. I'm like, oh look, look at that. So Jeremy, how about you go ahead. I would be happy Go ahead and hit to it. do that for you. <clears throat> okay, so episode by episode, I thought that this um, this series started pretty well. Like, going episode by episode, I gave it 8 out of 10, 9 out of 10, 7.5 out of 10, 6 out of 10, 4.5 out of 10, and then 6.5 out of 10. So, like, it wasn't it wasn't bad at the start of this, this series. I thought the animation along with the live-action elements were pretty cool. I thought that the characters were interesting. I I really enjoyed them at the very start, but to be honest, it just as we went on, <laughs> as we went on, it just kind of felt like, it just kind of felt like yeah, no, no. but um, it just kind of felt like it was getting a little more boring dialogue wise. It was getting pretty basic. 
the writing was getting kind of lazy. I mean, the villains of the series were, to be honest, nothing special um, or nothing super intriguing. They kind of get introduced and then tossed immediately. Um, I think so. It's it's hard for me to speak about because you know I'm not Muslim, so it's 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 hard for me to kind of gauge how good the cultural aspects of the film or the TV series were. But like, I thought that they was it was pretty great. The cultural aspects, I thought they did justice to kind of what it like. How do I say this? Kind of what it. I think the portrayal was very good. Um, the partition scenes were pretty good too. Like it, just the stuff in that episode, episode five, like past that partition point was just not good. It was just so poorly written. <laughs> ben, Ben's going to my face with the camera. <laughs> what do you want? Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I do like, um, I do, I do like Kamala and, huh? No. I <laughs> I said I, did. I like. Literally confirmed. Now Jeremy said I'd like come. Clip that. Clip it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like Kamala and her her family uh, the most out of anyone in the series. Everyone in the background kind of feels, eh, but yeah. I mean, just towards the end, we got kind of bland to me. I mean, I don't think it ever kind of dipped into this what I kind of thought it was going to be, which was oh man, it's just a kids show like. I don't think it ever seriously dipped into that but the dialogue is basic which i think could be made the argument of oh man it's 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 a kid's show um but yeah it post credit not bad and i'm not exactly hooked to go see the marvels but obviously i will go see the marvels oh my god i literally forgot about monica rambo you did i literally forgot she was in wandavision <laughs> it's been like two years yeah, they are really spacing this bad boy out, ain't they? They are spacing it out, yeah. But the Marvels, uh, but at the is, same is like time, the not first inkling of like a group, like spanning or like a group coming together after several projects that we're getting for a long time. Yeah, for Phase Four. Yeah, at least. it is yeah. like we have not got, gotten like a team up movie at all. It's not particularly. All, this is Phase Four has been my least favorite phase so far. Closest we got, I think you could say, is. No, because I mean, even that's kind of just Doctor Strange's it is world. Strange. So I mean, closest that I think we got was Falcon and Winter Soldier, like Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah, but that's, that's kind of just Captain World, Mar- like Cap's sphere. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's very yeah that we we are not we don't have a team up. Yet. We have not gotten a team up of like any. I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy, sure, but still, it's like we said, it's that world. Uh, yeah, for those that are wondering, and I mean, I we kind of guessed this from the trailer too when we had talked trailer, but yeah. they're in it for like five. Yeah, they're not. That's bad. It. Yeah. It, so I think um, after the Miss Marvel, after Thor: Love and Thunder, our next episode is going to be Nope. Oh, Nope. Nope is going to be very good. I'm actually pretty excited to see that. I'm not usually a horror movie or scary movie at all kind of person, but not of Planet Earth. Wow. It's a Reddit thing. Wow. I saw that on Reddit. Is that that could end up being? completely accurate i could that could end up being that could end up being completely accurate i mean you know it's it's a jordan peele film so they're not gonna deliver it terribly (laughs) also i'm excited keith david's in this movie and i had no idea that but anyway Anyway. yeah i gave uh, miss marvel a 6.9 it was good but honestly it's it's like i would say that's because it's great at the start and then just kind of shit at the end yeah and she's a mutant 
So, oh yeah, mut- she's a mutant. mutant I can't believe I forgot to mention that. Yeah, mutants are in the MCU now. Yippee! Yeah. So, I mean, it's not. I don't think it's the first confirmation, mm-hmm. but I think it's the most blatant confirmation that like Bruno a mutation, literally... and then it plays the yeah. X Men song. Oh, it does. It goes. Oh my god! I totally didn't notice that. That's what. So Disney message for you: If you want someone to be at Avengers Campus, we are free. We will meet Kamala Khan and ask her questions about the show. And I mean, I mean what? Eh. <laughs> Avengers Campus? Eh. Oh, have I, you seen like that chicken sandwich thing yeah, that they have? Fusion stuff. What about that is appealing? Money. <laughs> I'm just like, Jeremy, it's if you're, it's, if you're it's, it's so kids, it's so ridiculous to eat. Jeremy, like, what is the point the of that? <laughs> if you're bringing the kids and you're spending two grand on the weekend, like, give me a big ass bun too, bro. What the fuck? Oh, is it a small bun? It's a small bun, giant ass piece of chicken. Huh. Like what is the point of yeah, that? What will they think of next? How is it? <laughs> what do they think? What will of they next? think of next, Jeremy? I don't know. I I I uh I I just you know this is getting incredibly too money grab, money grabby. Me. Yeah, it's what it's it's what it's feeling like. Yeah, is it not? Like it's that's kind of where it feels like it's yeah. headed. We're waking me. up, Jeremy. This is what's happening. We're waking. Up. We're waking up and we're like, oh We've wow, been asleep this, this, this whole time. This is just terrible. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Like previous Marvel wasn't like cashing in as hard as. Like, yeah, because they were doing like two movies a year. Yeah. Now, now we're getting six in three months. But we're spoiled, man. It's it, <laughs> we're fucking spoiled. It, but no, I wouldn't use the word spoiled because spoiled usually connotates that we're very happy and we don't know what we have. It's true. But I know what we have, and it's getting to be very shit. <laughs> it's getting to be very annoyingly bad. And I'm t- I want them to slow down and make something of quality. That yeah. I can enjoy, that we can enjoy, that everyone can come together and say, "Wow, this is amazing! This is what superhero movies are all about." Let's let's end on this note. What are we do have Nope coming next week? Yeah. But what out of all of the comic movies yeah. coming out the rest of the year? Yeah. What are you most hype on to see? In the next year? Yeah. Like, well, just by the end of this year, like end mm. of twenty twenty two, what are you most hype on to see? I mean, what's coming out? <laughs> Well, my answer is probably going to become your answer. I'm really excited to see Black Adam. Black Adam. Like, I'm genuinely excited to see that movie. Yeah, yeah, it does look pretty good. I'm not excited to see She-Hulk that much. But mm. maybe it sneaks into my heart. I'm going to guess no, though. My heart? Perhaps. It won't. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think it will either. It will not. I'll give it a shot. We'll see. We'll see. I... I really we have can't uh, think of uh, any. Black Panther Wakanda Forever in November. Yeah. December, we get, I think, Shazam, Fury of the Gods, yeah. and Avatar. Avatar might be it for me. Really? You excited to see Avatar? Yeah. Yeah. I've seen Avatar. It recently, looks pretty good, honestly. And it does. It, it, it is a very spectacular film in terms of like what it scale did. and yeah. what it did. Yeah. And the story quality isn't bad either. It's, got, it's pretty good. Yeah. And. If Disney is going full blown, uh, like going all out, like they're giving James Cameron the money to make the movies, I can trust it, and I, I can, I can trust myself enough to, or trust James Cameron enough to be hype about it. Mm. So I say Avatar, the second one is I'm very hyped for that one. Mm. Okay, I'm not being right. paid by Disney at all to, to say that. <laughs> Wish I was. Yeah, I think a lot of people out there just hate Avatar because they're like, I don't get it. Yeah, it was. It's, it's so the highly grossing film of all time. Endgame had it, and then they re-released it and made like twenty million dollars, and and they they got back the title. So anyway, yeah. but I I think that's a 
that's gonna be it this week. Yes, Jeremy. Yeah, I think I'm I'm good. I got nothing else to. I emptied the tank. Yeah, I'm ready to go. <laughs> I emptied the All right. tank. <laughs> All right, me and Ben are gonna go watch the CBs. The CBs. Like, Let's really get it. All right. Anyway. Thanks for listening, you guys, and we'll talk to you the next time. All right. Bye. Adios. Thank you.